0: Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear with Refuge Freedom Stories. Today I'm here with Paul Prezant. Um, Paul, you're originally from Hamilton. That is correct. And you've been in London for many years now.
1: Since the age of three.
0: And you're uh, a teacher.
1: Yes, I'm a retired teacher. Retired,
0: eh? How long? How long did you do that?
1: I spent 33 years teaching.
0: Wow! In the public school system.
1: In the Catholic. Catholic system. school system. Okay, yeah. interesting.
0: Locally, or all over the place, or.
1: My first three years of teaching were in Northern BC. It was a missionary diocese. Yes. Uh, I had done some work with them in Northern Ontario. Okay, yes, yeah. Uh, when I was about 20 years old. Interesting. And so we, we took, took kids away from mm-hmm. Moos & and from the reserve uh, Moose Factory. Yes. And we just took them away for the summer. And I I really enjoyed that. And when I found out it was the same organization that was running the diocese Mm -hmm. in northern B.C. And I was graduating from Teachings College, I jumped at the chance to go and uh, be a missionary there.
0: Well, that's awesome. And so you were doing that for how long after that?
1: I did that for three years.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So what brought you to London, Ontario?
1: What brought me back? Yeah, family. Family did, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
0: yeah. Uh, so, Paul, you you grew up uh, in the Catholic Church. I did. Yes, and you got to confirmation age and some things like that. And, and what was happening with you?
1: I was reading a fair amount of scripture. Mm-hmm. It was kind of very dry and. Hard to read, but I kept reading it. And I kept reading that the relationship with God was supposed to be a personal one.
0: Okay, yes.
1: And I didn't experience that. Mm -hmm. And I also read if you keep knocking on the door, Mm -hmm. that God will answer it. So I kind of, in hindsight, realized I had an orphan spirit at that time. Mm, An orphan spirit. Which means I didn't feel love by man or God. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, I was trying to kind of fill a need. Yes. You know, and my father never expressed his emotions. He had been given a disability through polio. Okay. He had to learn to walk all over again. Oh, mm, my goodness. While recovering from that, he lost his mother mm. and his brother stole his fiance. Oh, my goodness. And I don't think he ever emotionally mm-hmm. recovered from that so he was always emotionally unavailable and my mother she was a, a cross between a schizophrenic and somebody that was bipolar okay and so she was like uh very loving one moment and a loose volcano yes on another <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, a few moments later. So More unpredictable. Very, yeah. So I, I, I grew up with limited social skills, you know, not really feeling too loved. Definitely not feeling too much guidance. Mm-hmm. I went on a quest to earn Okay. God's love. Yes. I thought I could earn it. Through good works.
0: Oh, ah, how did that go for you?
1: Well, I did three years missionary work. Mm-hmm. I did 13 years of working for St. Vincent Paul Society. Mm-hmm. I worked in crisis centers. I worked different things. Wow. Only to end up 20 years later married with kids and teaching and doing a bunch of things, coaching and kind of getting burned out yes. a little bit and empty because I didn't know God. I mm-hmm. still didn't know God. So what is wrong with me? Mm, you know, uh, I see. you know, why get? Why doesn't God show His love to me? Mm. And then I was in church one day, and I I literally swore mm-hmm. at God, saying, "You know, I don't know what. I'll, I'll let you fill in the blank." Yes, I don't know, you know, what I am doing.
0: Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. and
1: all I want to do is please you, and a heat went from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, and and the scripture that was being read just mm. came alive the talk came alive wow it was it, you know i on hindsight i find i found out uh, it was the gift of faith, and it was wow. it was amazing. But and this is something you physically felt. Heat, I felt. Oh, I felt it heat just from head to toe, right from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet.
0: And you got to the point where you were completely open and honest with God, and said, "What the blank is going on exactly. here?" Exactly. I have done this my whole life to try to please you and to try to
1: get here. I'm feeling nothing, and come, boom Yeah. Wow. You know, I was just empty. Mm. You know, all the roads that I'd gone down were dead ends. You yes. know, it was just, Lord, I really don't know what I'm doing. So, mm-hmm. but it wasn't all good news from there. No. Uh, because um, I'm still kind of with the orphan spirit. Mm-hmm. And I now know God is real. Yes. That was huge. God blessed everything I did with the less fortunate. I even felt a calling even in, in, in my youth that... To help the less for- fortunate. And so he blessed that. But everything else was a mess. Okay. Because it says in scripture, unless you put both feet in the kingdom, mm-hmm. okay, you're not going to please God. Uh, it, t- it says those that are lukewarm make God want to vomit. <laughs> spew it out of the Spew it flesh. out, yeah. It's so. It talks about the waves. Yeah. Being tossed to and fro by yeah. the waves, yeah. So I have one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the world. Yes. You want a recipe for disaster? That's a good one. <laughs>
0: I'll take that from you.
1: So, yeah, that was my journey for the next 18 years. Wow. And then it changed about two years before I retired. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm 58 at this point. Yes. And uh, I come home one day. Uh, my son had been going through a difficult time. And so he had moved back home. And then I walk into my basement which was unfinished, and there was a rope hanging from one of the beams. Oh, my gosh. And were, he was sitting on a chair, and the noose was right beside his neck. Mm.
2: Well, that day. it take a minute. Okay. Yeah.
1: I put both feet in the kingdom. And then for the next few months, my brother-in-law and myself, we kind of did a Bible study with him. And then there was a group that prayed over him at a church, not my own church, but over another church. And he said he didn't feel anything, but I felt something oh, okay. had come into him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with more prayer from my brother-in-law, myself, and others, yes. you know, um, and, and with guidance, he came to the Lord and he knew it. And, and thank God because the Lord just put, you know, a wonderful woman in his life. Wonderful. And uh, we're we're starting an Overcomers program here tomorrow, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. So I went through one with my son. Oh, okay. That's the first one. Oh. Was with my son, he was dealing with addiction, you know, and getting into some stuff on the internet that perhaps he shouldn't have gotten into. Okay. Yeah. You know, and like so many. And this is a six month twelve step program. <laughs> yes. And the addiction got worse, like mm-hmm. you know, up to four four and a half months into it. It was a drug addiction? Service. No, it wasn't drugs. It was it just was, the Yeah, it the was internet. what he was watching. Yes. Yeah, what he was getting into there okay. and, on the internet. And he was swearing that he was not going to have another relationship with a woman until mm-hmm. the yoke was broken in that area. Yes. And so it was about five months into the program, he got broken. Wow. And through then, the Overcomers Program. Through the program. Overcomers Program. And wow. then two weeks later, he's giving a testimony of what happened. Mm-hmm. With yoke broken, there's this woman there. He ends up marrying her. Wow! <laughs> Strong Christian, yep. and now they're they're leading couples and and and, oh. and, and, and teaching you know inter, you know about relationships mm-hmm. and, and purity and all sorts of other things. How long have they been together now? Oh, they got married about four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. I can see how the joy that brings you. Too. Oh, that does. You know,
1: God's answered your prayers in some uh, many yeah. ways, say. Eh? Yes. But since putting both feet in the kingdom, it has been a wild ride. Yes. God is not boring. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know that in your life. Yes, I do. God has just blessed me and put me in so many situations that, you know, I've seen so many miracles. Yes. Both here in Canada, uh, more in Africa, I just... In I've Africa? Seen, yeah, I've seen legs grow out. I've seen people get their sight, their hearing, their speech. Miracles. Miracles. And Miracles. you were a missionary in Africa. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen people had metal cages in their back, mm-hmm. turned back into bone. I've seen, yeah. even recently, you know, I've seen God bring somebody back to life off the street. Wow. Through prayer. Yes. Yeah, and it was just like, it just blows my mind. And so many that, you know, God has
0: us working with, and we're working through God with, and we see so many people OD, and I've seen people that are gone and come back. And the drugs didn't do it. You know, we we gave them the drugs drugs that we have, the kits, but they they were long gone, and they came back, you know. It's miracles, and you can't deny. Everybody can listen to this and question us and say, oh, yeah, sure. But we've
1: seen it, eh, brother? Oh, I've seen it. I've mm. seen it. Like the woman that came back to life, God gave me a vision of where she was at, mm-hmm. and I, I he showed me the anguish and the torment. Yes, that she was going through. Mm. And then for for five, ten seconds, you see, see that, and then the next thing you see, you see death. Yes, for five, 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 ten seconds, and then next five, ten seconds, you start to see life. Mm-hmm. You start to see color come to her. Yes, and like it's just blowing uh, my mind. And the next five or ten seconds you felt the peace of Christ come over her. Mm -hmm.
0: Today, you're active. Tell us about that.
1: I've been, uh, since I retired about five or six years ago, I've been involved with Arcade Street Mission Mm -hmm. and came here pretty green. Okay, yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I had to learn how to love people that are from a different background. Right. Have different values. Be able to love them despite what I think. Yeah. Because God loves them. Mm -hmm. that's that was a challenge Mm -hmm. the other thing that i kind of had to learn early on because of my background in teaching to be a supervisor and then also we had some uh, situations where the leaders left Mm -hmm. and there was a void so i stepped into some stuff
0: so tell us about what you're doing these days and today uh you're You're involved in the work at the ARC mission, several different roles here, and and starting the Overcomers group tomorrow with myself and others. And, you know, we're using your teaching experience and and that sort of thing. But what's happening these days here for you?
1: The most important thing to me, and this is something kind of the Lord has been showing me, is that most people coming through the door need an encounter with God. Mm. So I usually, like when I go out on the street or if I'm in main dining room, kind of looking for that opportunity, you know. Just Mm -hmm. asking people how their day is. Mm -hmm. Would they like a blessing for this day? Yes. And then sometimes God opens the door for a longer conversation. Not too many people say no to a blessing for the day. It it Mm -hmm. could turn into praying for other other things. Mm -hmm. But in the process you're you're calling forth a a real encounter with a real God, you know, at Mm -hmm. that moment. And hopefully to address some of the needs that you've already talked about. Mm -hmm. Because the realization that there is a loving, real God Mm -hmm. is a revelation. Absolutely. (laughs) It's huge. Mm -hmm. And that opens the door for access to other ministries. It opens the door to um, kind of disciple them. It opens the door for coming along beside them to... To help them attain some of the services that they might have difficulty attaining on their own. Yes. You know, I find that, you know, we have some wonderful people here that serve their needs really well, mm-hmm. and they build up a trust relationship, and through that trust relationship, it does open the door for God also. Yes. But God operates both ways. Sometimes mm-hmm. God just knocks the door wide open. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's just, you know, going on a journey with that person, yep. their, their hand around, around their shoulder, mm-hmm. and uh, building a trust relationship opens that door. So God, you can't put God in a box. Yes. You know, and you look for both opportunities.
0: You know, it's sharing yourself yeah. and building trust. And I, I've spoken with quite a few people outside of here and mentioned your name. And the, the reaction I always get is, I like Paul. Well, because they trust you. Because you've shown that grace and, and acceptance and caring for them. And they, they know that you're being honest.
1: Well, one of the things I was kind of told when I first came here, especially when I first became a supervisor, mm-hmm. you know, we, before a meal, would have a five, ten-minute window to, to talk about our faith, to, yes. to talk about something that would be important to God. Like a,
0: a devo- sort of a small devotion. Yeah, a devotion.
1: And so I was told not to evangelize too much. Yes. You know, and then I just learned from experience that if you didn't speak from your heart and you didn't speak the truth, mm. you were just, you were, you were accomplishing nothing. Right. You, they could feel it. Mm-hmm. They can feel it in their spirits. Yes. When you're honest and real, then God can use that opportunity, that time, to do something to touch people's hearts. Mm-hmm. I do, at this point, I don't know any other way to do it. Yes, you know, I don't mean don't prepare. I don't mean any mm-hmm. of that. I'm just saying, you know, prepare, but be prepared to speak from your heart if God loses
0: mm-hmm. you. Awesome. Yeah, there's lots of information floating around out there for people. There's lots of you know the difference between knowledge and wisdom. There's knowledge everywhere, whether it's from books or media. Things people are saying, but it's, it's almost bombarding people, especially with you know, the internet and everything that's happening today. But what they're listening for is someone that's speaking from their heart yeah. to be able to open up and trust what they're saying.
1: Another aspect that I've, I'm still learning about is that you've got to be present in the moment for that person. Mm. And that means you have to sometimes bind up your own fear okay. or sometimes even your own vanity uh you know it can't be about you it's got to be about that person Mm -hmm. god what do you have for that person now Mm -hmm. you know in the present moment you know you can't be you can't be elsewhere yes you know and for me you know i i had adhd you know so getting distracted (laughs) yeah was easy (laughs) yeah you know and it's been an effort to keep my focus right Mm -hmm. there in the present moment and for that person and for what God has for that person.
0: I know you've mentioned to me more than one occasion of not only what you're giving to people, but what you receive through working with people. You know.
1: Amen. You got to be looking for God and not only the Bible and what you're reading. Mm-hmm. You got to be looking for God from not just from you know those gifted preachers that you know can speak wonderful stuff from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You got to see. You got to hear God speaking through the people on the street. Yes. Wow. And, and I've seen people on the street give away the little they have. Mm-hmm. So if they are, you know, if they only have two shirts, they'll give away one shirt mm-hmm. to their friend. Or if they only have a hot dog, they'll split the hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're seeing generosity. If there's somebody homeless, mm-hmm. who is likely more likely to open up their home? Mm. I have to ask myself: Is it one of our volunteers? Right. Or one of our staff? Or is it somebody else off the street? Uh. It's usually the person off the street. Yep. Yeah, sharing so, and helping and, and yes. So we have a lot to learn from them. Mm-hmm. We have to come down to their level. We gotta encounter them where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have a lot to learn from that. I'm yes. not saying they don't have anything to learn from us. Right. But it's God works both ways. It's a give-give, right? Yes.
0: And I know as an expression we see come down to their level, sometimes I'm going up to their level in some ways. Yes. You know, like with honesty, seeing how it is, and and speaking what's read off honestly from their minds and their hearts, right? And so many times we protect ourselves from that in the society we live in, right? So we're more like stepping up to their level in some ways, you know? Sure. Paul, you know... um, if someone was listening today and you could share something that I'm sure there's many, but something that's more significant to you as maybe a nugget of wisdom or something that you could uh, leave with them to think about today, what would you
1: say? I know when I was much younger, mm-hmm. you know, I would get these visions from God and where I was bad. Where I was back then was not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And I thank God, I can never do that. Mm-hmm. You know that's I'm not equipped to do that. That's not me. That's yeah. Sometimes you just have to trust him. If you believe, if you believe what God has before you, He will equip you. He will put the right people around you. Mm-hmm. He's put the right people around me. I have learned from so many here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm off doing missionary work. I'm doing things that I could never, ever, in my wildest dreams, believe I could do. Yeah. But. He is the great orchestrator. So if he puts something on your heart, pray about it. Take some baby steps in that direction and see what God does with it. And remember that you're, you're doing none of it in your own strength. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing in your own strength. You have nothing to bring to the table. Okay. Everything comes from his grace and his mercy. Uh, whatever you see, whatever wonders you see, it's all God. hmm You know, sometimes it's a matter of just getting out of the way and just believing what he has for you. And he will, as you submit to him, he will show you how to love those that are in front of you. Wow.
0: Very powerful, man. Thank you so much for being with us today. Anything else in your heart before we close off?
1: No, I just feel kind of blessed to be in this environment. I've had to face uh, many fears. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on some. Yes. yeah. This is, this is a good environment to face it, you know? Yes. He's brought me through quite a bit.
0: Well, I've learned from you a lot of different things and love being around you. I love you, man. And, you know, you can't say that about a lot of people. <laughs> I do love a lot of people, but I, I can't say, you know, the same thing in the same way. I, I just appreciate you, brother. And if you're listening today, chew on what Paul's been saying and think about it. If you have a moment, stop and pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother.
1: It's been a blessing to be here with you. Amen. What you do here uh, makes a difference. Thank you, Paul.
3: Spare. on the things unseen that My eyes on the things unseen. Oh, I fix my eyes on the things I'm seeing.
0: And now a few words from Alan Campbell about Refuge Ministries Canada.
1: Refuge Ministries Canada started when I was invited to share my testimony from accepting the Lord at 19 in Millhaven Penitentiary to be interviewed on 100 Huntley Street. As a result of this interview, I was invited by a local church in Spruce Grove, Alberta, to share my testimony at the Edmonton Young Offender Detention Center, where a 12-year-old boy whose role models were Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson, accepted the Lord. Leaving the youth jail that Tuesday night, I got on an airplane to fly back to London realizing that nothing was being done to support him, disciple him, and mentor him when he was released. That is how Refuge Ministries Canada started.
0: I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. For more information about Youth Prison Ministry or to become a monthly supporter, visit www.refugeministriescanada.com. If you have been released or need addiction help, call us toll-free at 1-833-586-0523.